0: You're at the Over Under Show. I'm your host, Ed Henderson. And, man, it's a crazy world we live in. It has no shortages of rabbit holes. I'm not scared of rabbit holes. If you're not scared of rabbit holes, this show is for you. Let's see if we can jump in one and make our way back to the top. Welcome to Over and Under. Once again, I'm your host, Ed Henderson. And thank you for joining me again. I have gotten some comments on Anchor. I'd like to hear from more of you. I see that I've got listeners in Ireland, Australia, Puerto Rico, Costa Rica. And, man, I would really like to hear some insight from y'all. I did get a text from a friend. He said, Ed, I would like to hear some of your comments on the Russian invasion into Ukraine. Well, I don't know a lot about Ukraine. I think it's an old story, though. It's communism versus capitalism. It's central planning and distribution versus the invisible hand of free markets. It's government knows best versus the individual knowing what's best for himself, his family, and his needs. A managed society versus a free people. It's, it's, it's a very old war. It's being waged with inside the United States today between two parties. So other than my incredible sympathies that I feel for the Ukrainians, and we do need to keep them in the prayer, and keep in mind, people, that could happen to us. If he would do that to his next door neighbor, people who look just like he does, he would have no problem doing that to the United States. It was not that long ago, 9-11 people. We lost nearly 3,000 people in one failed swoop, really, in the same day. So don't think that Putin would not do this. If anything else, I'm glad that we see that the bear is still alive, that we will not take for granted that he would not do this. He has showed himself for what he is, and he's done it. They've been in kind of hibernation for a while. I mean, they've been working back channels, you know, misinformation throughout our country, cyber warfare. And they've been at work, but nothing like this. They, they are they are who they have always been. I don't mean that to cast that on every single Russian. I believe there's a lot of Russian people who are hungry for freedom themselves. I did do a quick Google search on the Ukrainian government. It looks like they're democratically elected. I found this ranking. I should have made note of where the ranking came from or what their criteria was. But just to give you an idea... Russia has a Democratic ranking of 3.24, which makes it authoritarian. Ukraine has one of 5.8, excuse me, it slid to 5.7, possibly that conversation they had over with Trump. U.S. is considered a flawed democracy at 7.85, gives no reason why they are considered a flawed democracy, but I'll offer my thoughts because we're not a democracy. And people, you ought to get on your knees and thank God that we are not. A democracy. We are a constitutional republic. We have democratically elected officials, but we have a constitution that guarantees the rights of the individual against the mob. So when you hear people say they don't like the Electoral College, when they don't like the U.S. Constitution, they're, they're probably fans of democracy, but it was explained to me at one time what a democracy is. And I want you to think about this. A mother and her child sits down with four or five known pedophiles, and they're going to take a collective vote. Always be, Your ears should be wide open when you hear collective, by the way. They're going to take a collective vote on as to what they're going to do with that child. Well... I think we know how that vote's going to go. But in the United States, it would not matter if that room was packed shoulder to shoulder with pedophiles. That child's rights are protected. And to finish out with who has the highest ranking in the democracy or the democratic ranking, Norway has the highest ranking of 9.75. Now you know one thing about Norway, and you probably know nothing else my point exactly. So if you haven't already picked up, I'm pretty strange. Things can be brought to me, and my thoughts will go totally somewhere else. And that's what happened when my friend texted me that. It made me think about this country, what's going on within our country. As you see fledgling countries trying to gain their freedom or maintain their freedom or fight for their freedom, it's it's quite an effort, is it not? I mean, you've got grandmothers and, and, and young people that are picking up guns the government is giving them guns. That's, our government is trying to take away your guns, but this government is giving their, their, their citizens guns to protect themselves from an invading force. We need guns here to protect ourselves from the everyday criminal. Our courts are not putting them away anymore. We have an entire party that's more sympathetic to the criminal than they are the victims. I heard Joe Biden last night at the State of the Union calling for funding the police, which wasn't too long ago. Him and his party were calling for defunding of the police. That's quite a switch. That's quite a change up. Does it have something to do with the midterms coming up? I don't know. Maybe one of their family members has been affected by this uh, ridiculous uh, thing about calling for defunding of the police officers. Just This is kind of a sideline, but this is a thought I want to share with you real quick before I lose it. I want you to think about this, people. If the government ever gets in a position where they can take full control over us, and I think during COVID, you got a little bit of taste of just how far they will go. They have an entire group of people that have been villainized, and society has shown that they don't care about them. What happens if we do become a police state and the government all of a sudden takes them under their wing and unleashes them on you and tells them you can do whatever you want to do in the name of the state, they're going to go out and look at you after two or three years of slaughter. I mean, how many how many days go by where you don't hear of one, two, three police officers being executed? That could be problematic, do you not think? So back back to what I was saying, you know, communism and socialism have not always been accepted in this country. I mean, Bernie Sanders is cute. I mean, he looks like a koala bear, but back in the day, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, during that era, during the red scare, he would not have been tolerated. And you got people like AOC. I'm not going I'm I'm going to cut her some Slack, show her some love. I mean, what is she? She's she's stuck in a 14-year-old mindset. You can tell when she's uh, talking, she has no clue as to what she's talking about. As far as the rest of the squad, you know, I think they know better. What's just crazy, though, is if you look at Tlaib, her parents come from Palestine. If she was still in her parents' country, she would not have the freedoms that she likes. Um, What's the other one? Omar. She comes from... uh, Somalia, she would not have the freedoms that she enjoys in this country. Not only do they have freedoms, they're prospering greatly monetarily from their positions in this country. So where did we make this big left-hand turn away from the constitutional republic that, for the most part, the world has loved in the past? I want to give you an idea of how much this country has changed. I'm holding in my hands, and you can pull it up on the Internet, it was read on the congressional floor. It's dated January 10th, 1963. It's called the conditional Congressional Record, appendix page A34 through A35. And it's titled Current Communist Goals. This is 1963. It's brought to the floor, and who's reading it? Miss Nordham's request, I include the record under unanimous consent, the following current communist goals, which she identifies as an excerpt from The Naked Communist by Cleon Skosin. Now, The Naked Communist was written by Cleon Skosin. He was a former FBI. He poured over hundreds of communist books, documents, studied the fallout of Russia, China, Korea. And in this one book, he put together a list of all their goals. So let's just read it real quick. Number one is U.S. acceptance of coexistence as the only alternative to atomic war. Two, U.S. willingness to capitulate in preference to engaging in atomic war. I hope our current president doesn't feel that way. I'm the last one that wants to see uh, an atomic war. But to capitulate, to give in to somebody that's willing to push that button, we can't do that. But that's that was one of their goals. Number, number three, develop the illusion that total disarmament by the United States would be a demonstration of moral strength. I think it was the Nobel Peace Prize winner Bertrand Russell who was trying to encourage his fellow Frenchmen that if they would just disarm themselves then Hitler would not see them as a threat and therefore would not feel the need to invade. Number four, permit, permit free trade between all nations regardless of communist affiliation and regardless of whether or not items could be used for war. Number five, extension of long-term loans to Russia and Soviet satellites. Six, provide American aid to all nations regardless of communist domination. Grant recognition of Red China, admission of Red China to the UN. This was in 63 again. Number eight, set up East and West Germany as separate states in spite of Khrushchev's promise in 1955 to settle the German question by free elections under the supervision of the UN. Again, 1963. Nine, Prolong the conference to ban atomic tests because the United States has agreed to suspend tests as long as negotiations are in progress. Trying to keep us from not advancing our weaponry as long as they can keep us talking. 10. Allow all Soviet satellite individual representation in the UN. 11. Promote the UN as the only hope for mankind. If its charter is rewritten, demand that it be set up as a one-world government with his own independent armed forces. Some communist leaders believe the world can be taken overly as easily by the UN as by Moscow. Sometimes these two centers compete with each other as they are now doing in the Congo. Number 12, resist any attempt to outlaw the communist party. People, I can't even start to stress to you, there was a time when they went out of their way to purge Anybody with communist affiliations within the government, and I have to say I I agree with it. I know we have a free society, but why would you embrace something within your government and and arguably within your country that is the antithesis of America, that is designed to bring this country down, to tear it down, to remake it into, well, something I don't even think Bernie Sanders would live in. Thirteen, do away with all loyalty oaths. 14. Continue giving Russia access to the U.S. patent-off, or you could just steal them like China. 15. Capture one or both of the political parties in the United States. Number 16. Use technical decisions of the court to weaken basic American institutions by claiming their active activities violate civil rights. How about that one? This is 1963. I think about the Boy Scouts, you know, when they started admitting girls. I'm not trying to make this an argument about gender number 17 get control of the schools use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda soften the curriculum get control of teachers associations put the party line in the textbooks that that's interesting i mean i would just i'm not going to make a comment on critical race theory but a known fact is critical race theory comes from critical theory truly marxist so when blm says that they are marxist trained You need to pay attention. If you could find when they first had their website up, I think they've taken it down now, but they talk much more about being Marxist and that agenda than they do anything about black lives mattering. Number 18, gain control of all student newspapers. I think they surpassed that and got control of the universities, don't you? Number 19, use student rights to foment public protests against programs or organizations which are under communist attack. Number 20. Infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, and policy-making positions. 21. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. 22. Continue discrediting, discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. An American Communist cell was told to eliminate all good sculptures from parks and buildings and substitute shapeless, awkward, and meaningless forms. Wow, never really thought about that, but I live in a city where it's, it's been agreed upon. Any time you build a government building, you will put a piece of artwork out in front of it. And I would say from the pieces that I've seen, that says it to a T right there. Eliminate all good sculptures, because I'm looking at things, I don't even know what they are. They are truly shapeless, awkward, and meaningless, and we pay a lot of money for them. Number 23, Control Art Critics and Directors of Art Museums. Our plan is to promote ugliness, repulsive, meaningless art. Again, that kind of falls under 22, and I would say the city that I live in is uh, doing that. I wonder if they know this was one of the communist agendas. They probably don't know. 24, eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and violation of free speech and free press. I believe they, they got that one. 25, break down cultural standards of morality by Promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion picture, radio, and TV. These guys are good. 26. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. 27. Infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch now i don't want to throw all presbyterians and they're not the only denomination that's under attack with this this silliness right here but i bring them up because i just know uh, people who have shared stories about how much the presbyterians have changed there's one agency and i cannot remember their name so i'm not going to mistakenly attribute it to somebody that it would be unfair to or totally wrong but there is a branch out there or a faction that pushes that the a lot of the stuff in the bible is not true that you know knowing the ark that's just uh, some type of metaphoric that a lot of the stuff didn't actually happen and they're trying to replace it with a different understanding and teaching is this something to do with uh, marxists and communism I, I don't know but it sure does sound like number 27 when it talks about infiltrating the churches 28. Eliminate prayer or any phase of religious in, expression in the schools on the ground that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. Well, you know, John Adams said the only way that this country could ever survive if it's for a Christian people. Now, this is just one of the founding fathers. It doesn't mean that he what he says means everything, but evidently that was one founding father that thought that Christianity was so important in the maintaining of our liberty that he said it could could not survive any other way. Number 28, eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression. Excuse I already did that. Number 29, discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, out-of-step with modern needs, a hindrance to cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis. 30, discredit the American founding fathers, present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man because... Communism has all the concerns for the common man, right? But anyhow, that's pretty interesting. Again, I'll say it again. This is 1963. They were way ahead of the curve on the council culture. You might want to rethink who's truly behind all that. 31, belittle all forms of American culture and discourage the teaching of American history on the ground that it was only a minor part of the big picture. Give more emphasis to Russian history since the communists took over. Don't know if they followed through with that. I think they kept that on the down low, especially after the collapse of the USSR. Not a good success story there. 32, support any socialist movement to give centralized control over any part of the culture, education, social agencies, welfare programs, mental health clinics, etc. Number 33, eliminate all laws or procedures which interfere with the operation of the communist apparatus. 34. Eliminate the House Committee on Un-American Activities. 35. Discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. I think they figured out a way to use that. 36. Infiltrate and gain control of more unions. Now, that's, that's interesting. American unions owe a lot to the communist movement. I'm holding in my hand a uh, summary of an article, Communism and the Labor Movement. In the summary, it says communist activists took a strong interest in American trade unions from the 1920s through the 1950s and played an important role in shaping the nature of American union movement. Initial communist trade unions activists drew upon radical labor traditions and proceeded the formation of the American Communist Party, CPUSA. Now, Back then, during the Red Scare, during McCarthy, it was strongly suspected that the American Communist Party was funded and run by Moscow. We know that to be a fact today. Later on in this uh, summary, it says, throughout the history of the communist involvement in the U.S. labor movement's international communist policy guided general organizing strategy, their leadership supported social justice and militant action. The Cold War years witnessed a C- CIO purge of left-led unions and federal investigations and arrest of communist trade unionists. You know, that would be in the 1950s. That's during the McCarthy era. And I want to pull short of uh, exonerating Joe during that time, but I understand, and I'm going to have to do more studying and reading. I don't want to say it and put it out there till I know better. But evidently, Clinton uh, authorized the release of some... Papers after the fall of the uh, USSR, a bunch of documents came open and substantiated much of McCarthy's uh, convictions that uh, in trials, the people that he had brought out as being spies were actually spies. So we might have to revisit um, the demonization of Joe McCarthy. So back to our list, there's a few more. 37, infiltrate and gain control of big businesses. Do you think uh, the wokeness, the woke community, has anything to do with this agenda? 38, transfer some of the powers of arrest from the police to a social agency. Treat all behavioral problems as psychiatric disorders which no one but psychiatrists can understand. Wow. 39, dominate the psychiatric profession and use mental health laws as a means of gaining coercive control over those who oppose communist goals. 40, discredit the family as an institution, encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Again, I'd like to point you back to BLM if you can find, again, their original thing that they put out on their website describing who they were. I think that will be quite enlightening to you. Uh, 41 emphasized the need to raise children away from negative influence of parents, attributed prejudice, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. Well, I think about the election in uh, Virginia. Their former governor, thank God he's the former governor, McAuliffe, actually looked out upon an audience and thought, I guess, the communists had actually took over, and he was in full power to make such a statement. He's wrong. They haven't quite taken that kind of control over us. But he looked at that audience and he said, parents have no business in what their kids are being taught at school. They should be kept out of it. 42. Create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition that students and special interest groups should rise up and use united force to solve economic and political or social problems. 43, overthrow all colonial governments before native populations are ready for self-government. 44, internationalize the Panama Canal. That was for Jimmy. Gave it away. 45, repeal the Connolly Reservation so the United States cannot prevent the world court from seizing jurisdiction over domestic problems. Give the world court jurisdiction over nations and individuals alike. More and more, I mean, you hear even some... Supreme Court justice talk, you know, referencing things that were done in other part of the world, which absolutely have nothing to do with American laws. So I just want to emphasize one more time. That was 1963. Go back over that list. How successful do you think that they have been? I would say they've been incredibly successful. So I hope I didn't hurt anybody's feelings because i know a lot of friends i mean they're they're very socialist in their attitudes and uh, the way way they would like to see this country go but you might want to give that a once over as far as for people like me who really like the traditions of the, the the american way of life the individual and having personal choice and thinking that i know what's best for myself I don't think you have to worry about people like me because I think with the uh, every one of our deaths, there's just one less. There's just not a whole lot of us coming up, or so it appears. And for the young generation that are tr- still holding on to true American values, I'll be praying for you. That's got to be a, a hard road to hoe, especially in today's America. Well, something else for you to think about. I thank you for going down yet another rabbit hole with me and uh, look forward to hearing whatever you got to say as always god bless and take care Till i'll see you next bye